This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, it is the first day of spring, the unofficial first day of spring. It is Masters Thursday. Tiger Woods is teeing off any moment now. Uh, I'm on my own. Uh, I guess that's just like any other day. Ironhead is uh, distracted. He's got his face <laughs> buried in his laptop watching masters.com already. Uh, uh, let me guess. Let me guess. You bet Tiger to win. You put down, what, two bucks? Five. Bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks on Tiger to win. Yeah. You know that that uh, that's just five bucks. You might as well have set on fire, but that's okay. People I'm said that Tiger in 2019. There. Same thing in 2019, and look what happened. I'm glad Tiger's there. I'm glad he's uh, in the mix. I'll give you the best. Uh, let's just do our, we'll do our Masters uh, picks right now. Let's get it over with since uh, you're watching the Masters anyway. You're not really paying attention to this show, something different. But uh, I'll give you the best um, prop bet. I, I, I went over this last night. I was making my picks. I'll give you my picks too. But uh, the, best ba- uh, the best prop bet is Tiger versus Phil. Tiger v. Phil. Now, neither of them is going to win. Uh, Neither of them is going to, you know, probably neither of them will make the cut. But they'll have huge galleries. The cameras will be on them. Everyone's going to be watching. It's unfortunate they're not paired together. That would have been a good idea. But uh, Tiger's actually uh, favored over Phil. Tiger's uh, a plus 8,000. I'm looking at the latest odds right now from DraftKings. Tiger's plus 8,000. And uh, Phil is way down the list. Nobody thinks Phil's going to contend for a number of reasons. But, uh, hell, I'm still looking for him. Phil, Phil, where'd you go? Uh, he's, he's down there with, like, Sandy Lyle <laughs> and Jose Maria Alathabla. Plus uh, 35,000. Plus 35,000. Wow. To make the cut, he's plus 6,000. So you can make some money if Phil, uh, I'm sure some people will, if Phil uh, makes the cut or contends, but he won't. I watched some of the live golf, a lot of the live golf the other day. It was actually better than the PGA tournament. And some of these guys look good. You know, uh, Bruce, Brooks Kepka won. He could contend here. Uh, obviously, Cam Smith is uh, every, lots of people are picking Cam Smith to be the top live golfer in the Masters this weekend. But Phil looks uh, like a mess. He looks distracted. He looks miserable. He was at the uh, Masters champion dinner the other night, uh, and nobody talked to him. <laughs> the story was he sat by himself, had dinner, and went about his way. People just, they don't like Phil anymore. They used to love Phil. He used to be everybody's favorite, but now he's a villain. He's the guy that uh, promoted Live, went jump to Live for $200 million. Uh, had a lot of gambling debts, so I don't blame him. But uh, everyone should be thanking him up and down for making them all so much money. I know that's at some point the guys who hate live like Rory McIlroy and Tiger, they have to tip their cap because live made them some real money. We went over this the other day when uh, uh, whatever the tournament was two weeks ago, uh, the match play. The guy made three point six million. Uh, to the uh, was it Sam Burns? Yeah, Sam Burns made three point six million to win one tournament on one weekend, and that is thanks to the uh, the leverage they got from uh, Live. They got from Phil Mickelson and Greg Norman. Greg Norman wasn't even invited. He's not even allowed on the grounds of Augusta. But there are eighteen Live golfers there. There are odds on which guy could contend. It will be good for the broadcast. 
if one of them is on the leaderboard on Sunday going up against Rory or Scheffler or, or uh, Rom or Morikawa or whatever. But uh, my pick for the top live guy is Cam Smith. I used to pick him in all the pools and uh, he rarely let me down. So I'm picking top live guy. Here's my other pro. I'm going to pick Tiger over Phil. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do, Ironhead? Uh, at that value, you got to put money on Phil because if it hits, you're, you'll you're, pick you're Phil. Living, you and I going head to head in that. You take Phil, I'll take Tiger. Mm-hmm. Top live guy. There's 18 of them there. Probably three or four of them have a chance to contend. And I'm going to go with uh, Cam Smith. I'll go with Brooks Kepka. Go with Kepka. He won last week. Right. Normally, the person who wins the week before the Masters doesn't contend, but this is different. That was a whole different deal. That was a live tournament with all their funky rules and the music playing and the shorts. Uh, it wasn't bad last week. It's a little, it's a little confusing when they get into a whole team competition. But uh, Kepka won, and now he's there, and he's kind of a dink. If you wanted a live guy to contend and really make it tense. You need one of the villains like uh, Phil or uh, Patrick Reed or Kepka. I would say Kepka's got that villainous streak. He's not very friendly. He's kind of got that dour look on his face. So that wouldn't be bad. One of those guys in the hunt on Sunday. My pick, if I were picking a three-man team, which was how we used to do it when we had a pool back in the day, but uh, – my pick to win, uh, you, you got to make a pick that, can't, that isn't in the top 10. That's my rule. Mm-hmm. You can't pick Rory. You can't pick Scheffler. You can't pick uh, Rahm. Morikawa, mm, it's close, but I'm going to go with Max Homa. He's 22 to 1, and he seems to me like he's always in the hunt. He's not played well in the majors, not played well in the masters, but he's due. He's, he's, I think he's got a whole new level of confidence. So my guy at 22 to 1, is Max Homa and uh, Ironhead? Don't say Max Homa. Don't ruin my pick. Who you got? I'm not. I'm not picking Homa, but it's a good one. He's won, I think, uh, five or six times the last two years. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm uh, Jason Day. Jason Day is a popular pick right now. Um, but if you can't pick, if you can't pick Scheffler, who's just going to probably win by, I don't know, twenty eight strokes. No, he's not. No, um, no. Rory's feeling good. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are uh, potential contenders. Jason Day's not a bad pick. Uh, I, I will say um, he's in the top 10, though, so you can't pick him. Got to pick somebody else. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Dustin Johnson because I want to see the world burn. I wanna- Ooh, that would be good. Dustin Johnson in the hunt on Sunday going up against some, you know, just and whoever the live guy has to wear all black. You know, black hat, yeah. have the live symbol, one of the live logos on his hat or shirt and have the crowd, you know, hissing. They, they're not really going to make a, they're not going to boo or heckle because it's the masters and it's the greatest television sporting event of them all. As I say every year, if you enjoy pressure and that's to me the most uh, alluring thing about any sporting event, how much pressure is on. You'll never see a sporting event with more pressure than the Masters on Sunday. You get to look right in their eyes. You get to see whether they look nervous, whether they're breathing heavy, whether they're feeling the heat. That's that's a given for Sunday. You're going to see two, three, four guys under great pressure. Who will choke? Who will come through in the clutch? And uh, it won't be, you know, Tiger or Phil. We know they can play in the clutch, but uh, their days are over. Tiger... uh, hinted that this could be his last Masters 
appearance. I don't know about that. He he made the cut. Was it two years ago? No, last year. Last I'm year. Sorry. He made the made the cut last year. This year he is uh sixty. What what are, what odds you get on Tiger winning? What are your odds? Plus nine thousand, which dropped to plus eight thousand. And Max Homa, just for your information, went from twenty plus twenty two hundred to plus three thousand. So what did he bogey the first hole? No, I don't what think he, he do? I don't think he started yet. Oh no. Okay. But Max seems like a likable guy. Everybody likes him, so and he's he's got all the shots. So I'm 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 rooting for Max. Uh if I had to pick a three man team, not that I'm um, not to drag this out, I'm gonna go Sam Burns, Will Zalatoris, and Max Homa. Those are my that's my three man team. But Homa's my guy. So we'll see. Uh I'll be transfixed like much of the country for the next uh four days. Hopefully uh, it'll actually might go five days because the weather is terrible. Today's the only good day in the forecast. It's going to be rain all weekend. So it might end up and finishing on Monday, which is fine with me. I can't get enough of it. I just love the fact that they have upgraded. They got whole, you know, cameras all over the place, uh, high, you know, high def cameras on every hole and, and masters.com. Is that what it is? Just masters.com. Yep. Uh, the masters apps, the way to go. But uh, masters.com. Masters that's right. The masters app where you get all kinds of shots around the course. You get to see the undulation of the green and the hills and the crowd and the, and the azaleas. And I'm looking forward to, to just sitting there in a master's trance, which I do every year and I thoroughly enjoy it. But you know what? You know what? I don't think we're going to see this masters to make the transition here. I don't think we're going to see Dylan Mulvaney selling Bud Light during the Masters broadcast. There's only four commercials an hour, which is good. And they're expensive. They're big time commercials. And Bud Light, maybe, maybe they got some spots, but I would be shocked if they do that. Or if Nike does that. If you missed it, we have an update on Dylan Mulvaney. This man, 26-year-old man who, who pretends to be a child. Not a woman. Not a woman a girl. He likes to pretend he's a six-year-old girl. That to me would be a creep. That is a freak. A grown man who pretends to be a little girl is a freak. And that's fine. You could do that in America. You're free to be who you want to be. You want to dress like a little girl, talk like a little girl. You can, I don't care. Have a, have a, have a pacifier in your mouth for all I care. But uh, Dylan Mulvaney is celebrated and celebrated as a woman, as we've gone over before. Talked about this the other day with uh, Bud Light. They said they were commemorating his milestone. Bud Light was commemorating the milestone of a grown man pretending to be a child. The milestone, 365 days of girlhood. So a year ago, he decided to drop, you know, the, the act. He was, he's always a flamboyant gay man. He decided to start wearing a dress. He decided to grow his hair out and pretend to be a girl. That was what Bud Light thought was worth celebrating, commemorating. So they put out a, a special can with Dylan's strange surgically repaired face on it. Then they backtracked a little bit and said that was not for public, the public. They do have another can which celebrates pronouns, not just he, her, she, the, the they, them, but Zer, which I don't even, I feel like I'm pretty well read on the subject. I don't even know what that means, Zer. It's on a can of Bud Light. 
which I used to drink. Now, there's a lot of talk, a lot of discussion, debate on social media about a boycott. Some people are all in on a boycott. Uh, I, I generally don't do boycotts. I don't promote boycotts. Obviously, there, there's a lot of issues. It's complicated uh, when it comes to boycotts. If people have been tech tweeting at me saying, oh, you're just going to hurt the little people. Uh, you know, the people who work at the company and others, as soon as you say you're boycotting Bud Light, you're going to drink Miller Light or Coors Light, boom, you get the, the ad or the, uh, the, the the post from one of those companies where Miller Light had a whole uh, display with uh, rainbow cans and celebrating Pride Month, Week, Year, whatever. Same with Coors Light. They all do it. But it's still, to me, it's it's a simple matter of the company, Bud Light, absolutely spitting in the face of their most loyal customers, uh, misreading the market, thinking somehow that their customers, people who drink Bud Light, want to see Dylan Mulvaney in a commercial or Dylan Mulvaney on a can. I don't want to see her anywhere, him. I don't want to see him anywhere. I'm tired of seeing him. And somehow corporate America thinks we can't get enough of this weirdo. Uh, I'm sorry. You want to have him promote, I don't know, to go on with RuPaul's drag show or go on The View. I understand. That's fine. That's their audience. The Bud Light audience uh, is not <laughs> on board with this. <laughs> they, you want to celebrate womanhood. There are a lot of women out there worth celebrating in my mind. Hell, I'll just give you a couple. We had one on the other day, Riley Gaines. That's a woman who uh, deserves our respect. I'd like to see people celebrate Riley Gaines. You know what she does every day? She gets up and she fights for women, fights for uh, the rights of women, fights for women's sports, fights to keep men out of women's sports. That is, in this day and age, heroic. They should celebrate Riley Gaines, 22 years of girlhood and womanhood. I just did the math. My wife's been uh, celebrated, been a woman for 20,000 20, days. Does she get celebrated? Here's another one. And I know this is be controversial, but wouldn't it be a pretty cool thing uh, to celebrate Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese? I mean, they played the national title game. It was pretty feisty. They got ratings better than most NBA games and most uh, World Series games. They got huge ratings. They're very hot right now. Why not celebrate Caitlin Clark and uh, Angel Reese? Have them come together, you know, have them shake hands and hug and whatever, or have them fight. I don't know. There's lots of women worth celebrating. Why, if you're looking to celebrate women, honor women, do you pick a man? That's, that's mind-boggling to me. And when you do that, why do you think your loyal customers are going to celebrate, are going to enjoy it, are going to support it? I, I feel like this boycott, if you want to call it that, is going to have an effect. And I could be wrong. I, maybe Bud Light is so big and so popular that, that it really won't matter. But I've talked to a lot of people on social media and in person, friends of mine, loyal Bud Light drinkers. Some of them drink Bud Light to excess. I mean, they are really good customers. And for that, they've, you know, obviously they paid a price. They're some of them, you know, living in, living in you know, cardboard boxes under a bridge, but hey, Bud Light, you know, 
Bud Light did that to them, but they're loyal Bud Light drinkers. I'm going to be with a whole bunch of them on Saturday night. And I think most of them are going to say, I'll have a Miller Light. I'll have a Coors Light. I'll have a Sam Adams. I'll have whatever, a Yingling. They're just going to say, that's not for me. If they want to spit in my face, if they think this is who, you know, who, who they're selling their product to, they are wrong. They're going to just make that simple choice. I'll have something else. Now there's celebrities. We talked about Kid Rock with the machine gun and that thing, that thing went viral, uh, took a machine gun to a couple of cases of Bud Light. And then he said, F Bud Light. There are others. Uh, and again, they're, they're right wingers for the most part, but Travis Tritt tweeted out yesterday that he's ordered his, uh, whatever his managers, promoters, that there will be no Bud Light products in his dressing room on his rider. Those are John Rich, same thing. Now those aren't, you know, those are country stars. They're, they're, their fans are, are generally right-wingers and good old boys, but that's a start. That's something. I, I don't see how you could say Bud Light is, is insulting me as a customer, but I don't care. I, I'm going to drink it anyway. It's not that different from Miller Light or Coors Light. It really isn't. I think people just drank it out of habit, and I think a lot of those people are going to just make a different choice. That's why this boycott is different. As I've tweeted, we said we talked about this the other day. Some boycotts are hard there. And, and, and over the years, people have said they're not going to stop using n- a number of products because every corporation has gone woke. Every corporation, let's face it. If you boycotted every woke corporation, you'd you know, be living in a cave. You wouldn't be able to you know, use a, a, a cell phone. You wouldn't be able to drive a car or, or uh, you know, watch watch uh, a cable TV or watch t- television or go to watch a movie. They, most companies, almost all companies have gone woke. Uh, it's just what they do. They're, they, they bow to pressure and the people that put the most pressure on them are woke people uh, are, you know, gay pride, trans, whatever, LBGT mafia. They're the ones that get the corporations to bend the knee to give billions to Black Lives Matter after Black Lives Matter burned the country down. Corporations, by definition, aren't uh, principled. You know, they're they're corporations. They they do whatever it takes to placate the mob and the trans mob, the 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 gay pride mob are very powerful entities. So you got to pick and choose. And to me, sometimes it takes a lot of work. If you want to boycott Apple, good luck to you. That's a hard thing to do, you know, to to boycott Apple. To boycott Google, that's a hard thing to do. Or Amazon or Netflix, you got to, that takes a real sacrifice. That is going to be a real inconvenience. So those boycotts, when they happen, don't go anywhere. Well, this one's different. This one is uh, really, really easy to do. So you're sitting there and you Applebee's and the server comes and you want to say, I'll have a cold Bud Light. And you say, you know what? Make it a cold Miller Light. Make it a Coors Light. Make it a whatever. That's really easy to do. That's why I think Bud Light is making a real mistake with this association because I think this is going to have a real effect. Uh, It doesn't seem to be deterring a lot of corporations at the same time because a couple of days after Bud Light made its deal with the 
with Dylan Mulvaney, a 26-year-old man pretending to be a child. Uh, we now saw yesterday Nike signs up Dylan Mulvaney. Now, it's not a big shock. Nike is a totally woke corporation. Uh, but the thing that I find utterly insane is not so much when Dylan Mulvaney is selling uh, whatever, uh, Bud Light or, uh, you know, promoting the Plaza Hotel, but promoting women's specific products. Dylan Mulvaney was paid by Tampax to promote tampons. A man who pretends, by the way, to have periods. That's how nutty he is. Uh, he doesn't really go all in because we also have seen him promoting, this isn't a product per se. You can find this little video, Ironhead, where he wants to normalize the bulge. He does a video with a women's bathing suit on and does a whole like song about normalizing the bulge. Yeah, that's the guy. Nike and Bud Light and so many others are paying to promote their product. So this comes out yesterday, um, Dylan Mulvaney promoting sports bras. Now, Dylan Mulvaney, again, is a skinny, small, 26-year-old man. He doesn't wear a sport. If he, doesn't, if he does wear a sports bra, he doesn't need it. It's just for fashion. But why for all the women in the world, all the famous women, young women, beautiful women, and you want to promote your sports bras? You pick a skinny, flat-chested man. That's weird. Again, we talked about the corporate boardroom at Bud Light, how they all discussed and debated and then came to the conclusion that they wanted this lunatic as their spokesman. What about Nike? We need somebody to promote our sports bra, and you come <laughs> and you decide on a, <laughs> on a man with uh, no need for a sports bra. Is this the uh, video that, from, uh, from Dylan celebrating uh, his uh, uh, deal with Nike? I sure can get that. Uh, he does a, I don't know what it is. Is, it, is he doing aerobics? Or a weird, just showing how athletic he is in their sports oh, bras. I mean, he looks like he could be a gymnast or a cheerleader. Here he is celebrating if you're just listening along he's doing like aerobics and dancing and kicking and what does the uh message on the instagram say home from day 365 and ready to take on the world oh there he is he's been a girl for a year and uh has signed up and has made a fortune if you were wondering uh how you know how he's doing professionally uh Better than you think. Um, this is uh, the Daily Mail writing about his new deal with Nike. The second partnership he signed up in a week, uh, days earlier, uh, the trans activist revealed he had a new partnership with women's fashion designer, Kate Spade. <laughs> uh, Kate Spade's not alive to see this, but uh, I don't even know what uh, Kate Spade would have felt about this, but a women's fashion company who makes women's clothes signed up a man. According to the Daily Mail, each time Mulvaney endorses a cosmetic credit card or fashion brand, she earns some $75,000 or, or double when he posts it on Instagram. Now, I don't know how many Instagram, he has 10.8 million followers on TikTok. So clearly he's a serious social media influencer. This is Asil 
Derry, a social media expert and founder of the AMD Consulting Group. Uh, he makes, Dylan makes $1 million a year, now represented by CAA. Uh, and it mentions that when uh, Dylan went and spoke at University of Pittsburgh, he was paid $26,000. When Riley Gaines went to the same campus, uh, she was protested and heckled and uh, paid nothing. That's the world we live in. But uh, just a brief list. What do we got for a Bud Light, Plaza Hotel, Ultra Beauty, Kate Spade, Tampax, Nike. That's just this week. <laughs> that is just today. This guy, I mean, again, I, I question the association, the relationship, but man, I don't question his motivation. He is making a killing. If he were just a flamboyant guy that went on Prices Right and occasionally sang, in some theater, uh, would he be making a million bucks a year or more? Uh, I don't think so. He is making a fortune and he's going to inspire others, I assume, uh, because there seems to be no end to uh, the, uh, the corporate desire to have these guys pretend to be girls and promote women's products. <laughs> but that's, and, and somebody, somebody joked, you joked about uh, drinking bourbon and, uh, and then someone immediately says, check out Jack Daniels latest ad. Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels has a new ad campaign featuring drag queens. I don't know where this ends. We went over this early in the week because the Country Music Television Awards celebrated drag queens and the poor marginalized transgender community. What was that? Six days after a trans terrorist slaughtered six people in a Christian church. Here's the latest, if you're watching along, Jack Daniels. I mean, pretty soon you're going to see like whatever, Luger, uh, Ruger, or Smith & Wesson. or I don't know about Stick that one. Sauer. <laughs> Stick Sauer is going to have trans model. Here's the ad uh, that uh, Jack Daniels has just come up with. It says, Jack Daniels teams up with RuPaul Drag Race alums in small town Big Pride campaign. It says Jack Daniels drag queen summer glamp and is literally it's in the drag Jack Daniels, you know, brewery or distillery with the barrels. And there's three husky men mocking women dressed as really ugly women. That's what drag queens do. They dress as really gaudy, ugly women and mock womenhood. So that's their idea of uh, an ad campaign. Again, that's another easy one. Hey, you know, if you don't want to Jack, you know, you don't like what Jack Daniels is doing. Yeah. Order a Jim Beam. You know, there's a lot of choices. See, this one, I don't I don't think is that big a deal. They're not branding their bottles from what I've seen yet. And they're just basically telling everyone to to drink Jack Daniels. I don't have a problem with that one. I, of, of course. Not. You like drag queens, don't you? You like the big you like the big girls. They're uh, my favorite. <laughs> but I think the Bud Light thing. Because uh, it just seems like it's just picking up some traction. Kid Rock from Travis Tritt to other country stars. And that doesn't mean all the singers and performers are going to be on board. They, they have lots of them they love. Even the country, whatever, Kelsey Ballerini loves drag queens. But I do think it's just real easy this time. Nike. Nike's an easy one too, to be honest with you. Nike, I don't, I don't buy Nike stuff anymore. And it was, it, it's, uh, you know, something... Yeah, I forget something to do with uh, making, you know, they make, they make their stuff. Chinese slaves, Uyghur Muslim slaves make their stuff. 
and their stuff's not great. So it's easy to buy Adidas or, or buy uh, Under Armour. They have better, I mean, shirts and better shorts and better hats and, and better, certainly um, Nike, certainly better shoes uh, than, than Nike. Uh, but immediately when you do that, someone says, look, Adidas said a rainbow thing and uh, Under Armour celebrated uh, whatever this guy, this drag queen or this drag queen story hour or pride this or LBGT that. Yeah, they're all woke. But sometimes companies insult you to the point that you just have to choose another another product. And it's easy to do when you go to the store. You know, when I do my high end clothes shopping at TJ Maxx. <laughs> There's other choices. You look at the Nike sweatshirt and right next to it, there's an Under Armour or an Adidas sweatshirt. And you say, what's the difference? Oh, that's right. Nike has Dylan Mulvaney dancing around in a sports bra. Screw them. It's just kind of a visceral reaction. It's not a, an organized campaign. It's just your reaction to this is you insult me. I, I make another choice. Simple as that. It's another one uh, I, I avoided. I, I drink Jameson and uh, proper number 12 whiskey. Avoid it all. What's that? Said another one I've avoided just by happenstance because I don't drink Jam uh, Jack Daniels. I drink Jameson or proper number 12. There you go. That was easy, huh? Yeah. Uh, lots of people do drink Jack Daniels, but you know what? Most of them think Dylan Mulvaney's a freak. Most of them think a guy pretending to be a six-year-old girl is really creepy. They don't want to see him uh, or, or any of those drag queens in their, on their bottle or in their ads, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, would you go do with Linda? This oh. Linda, I like to, I like to hear from women on this. She says, I'm offended as a woman that Tampax uses Dylan. Unless they're promoting a new way to stop bloody noses. Periods for Dylan. What a world. Uh, it's so true. What, what a world that people in corporate and somebody did an in-depth dive. Might have been the Daily Mail and they went through all the corporate executives at Bud Light trying to figure out which one, because they're all woke and they're all, you know, young and they're all uh, liberal for the most part. Which one decided it was a good idea to promote, to put Dylan Mulvaney's strange surgically repaired face on a can? Which one thought putting Zzer, which nobody even knows what that means, on a can of Bud Light? I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I know I'm... Um, you know, this weekend, there'll be no Bud Light for me. Uh, by the way, they own a whole bunch of other products, a whole bunch of other beers, including Corona. But that's that's not the point. Like, if you were, if they were to report that Bud Light sales in the, in the next quarter had plummeted by 50%, it wouldn't matter if people still drank Corona or Landshark or any of their other products. It's just... A, it's symbolic. It's not, the, you're not going to bankrupt Anheuser-Busch, but you're going to show them that you can't be insulted or taken for granted. That's what it's about. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if Travis Tritt and Kid Rock start a trend. I, I hope so. I hope so. I know in my house, there will be no Bud Light. I don't need these people uh, trying to shove this down my throat. A guy dancing around in a sports bra telling me, that he uses Tampax. I mean, the, the world's gone mad. Yes. You know, we all recognize the world's gone mad. We don't have to participate. We don't have to celebrate. We have to tolerate. I'm all for tolerating, all for accepting, but we don't have to participate and we don't have to celebrate. Just as the uh, NHL players said, we tolerate, we accept, 
we are not celebrating and participating. Is this uh, Dylan in his sports bra? Yeah, this is just pictures. What is the point? I mean, they they literally have a guy. (laughs) Looks like Bigfoot. (laughs) We literally have a guy promoting a product that he doesn't need. (laughs) Wouldn't you have some, have Paige Spiranak? Wouldn't you prefer her to promote your sports bra? Or even me, I'd be a better option. <laughs> Good point. If you can have a guy, wouldn't you have a guy who has something to, you know, <laughs> hold in there when he's out, you know, doing it <laughs> out for a jog? <laughs> you literally pick a guy who doesn't need the product to be the spokesman, the face of the product. Just nuts. I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, let's... Uh, we got lots to get to. We got a candidate for president on the Democrat side with a famous name and a, and a real message. And I'm here for him. I'm supporting him as usual. I'm all in for the Kennedy. Uh, and we got Don Lemon. Don Lemon's in big trouble. We got to get to that. We got a whole bunch to get to. And Corinne Jean-Pierre. This could have been one of her more embarrassing days. I don't know. That's saying a lot. But we got Corinne Jean-Pierre telling you exactly how Joe Biden, the 80-year-old devout Catholic, feels about children getting sex change surgeries. We'll get to that and lots more. But first, a recession-proof investment without compromise. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, has specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. market since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. First time gun owner, no problem. EAA Corp all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of your hard-earned money. Visit eaacorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. Uh, all right, let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, Corinne Joe, you know what? We, we should just have a KJP segment every day. She's just, she, she always provides, you know, she really does. She's so dumb. She's so bad at this job. You just, anybody asks anything in the media is there to help her and they can't, she's so helpless, but this was an interesting answer. Obviously big news everywhere. Now States are banning sex change surgery for children. We're a little bit late to the party on this should have been done years and years ago. Would have saved a lot of lives. But uh, as we know, a number of hospitals, the number of gender clinics has exploded across the country right here in Boston. They do many, many surgeries on children, top surgeries on girls, uh, double mastectomies, removing healthy breasts from confused young girls. People are just hearing about this, learning about this, and they're outraged as they should be. It's barbaric. It's insane. It's wrong. Uh, and many states, mostly red states, are bringing an end to it, which is great. It should have happened years ago. They're doing it. Let's keep keep this up. Keep this momentum going. Let's stop this barbaric practice. If the kid's confused about his sex, 
uh, you know, see a therapist, whatever, uh, work through it or wait. That's your choice. Wait. You don't do it to a child, a prepubescent child, put him on drugs, mess up his life, his body for life. I think all sensible, honest people can admit that's crazy. And it's a good thing that certain people are shining a light on this this madness and bringing an end to it. But of course, and you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre, she thinks every kid should get a friggin' sex change surgery. That's her thing. Every let's just, just lop off all their healthy body parts, drug them all up. You know, that's how you show real compassion. If you're a supporter of the uh, trans craze, but she's asked what the president thinks about this. Again, the president is an 80 year old man with dementia who claims to be a devout Catholic. Uh, let's listen to her explain what his stance is on the issue. Go ahead. Does the president have a position on at what age these kinds of therapies and surgeries are appropriate? That's something for uh, a child and, and their parents to decide. It's not something we believe uh, should be decided by uh, by legislators. Oh. It should be decided by the child. So a 10-year-old... 11-year-old, 12-year-old is going to decide, I think I'm a girl. And we know lots of the parents of these kids, lots are, are activists and they encourage this madness. So a child is going to say, I'm 10. I want to be a girl. Can you cut off my private parts? Oh, okay. Let's let the kid decide. Why don't we let the kid decide whether he wants to get a gun or a tattoo or have a beer or a vote <laughs> when he's 10. You, you you would never allow a 10-year-old to get a tattoo, but, you know, a double mastectomy for a 10-year-old girl or 12-year-old girl, we're all okay with that. It's her decision. You know, let's let the confused child who's been bombarded with this crazy, been brainwashed by these crazy people his entire young life, let's let him decide. That's the stance of our devout, 80-year-old devout Catholic president. Uh, another thing we haven't heard from the president or his uh, his spokesperson, and this is starting to piss me off, is obviously they don't care about the six dead in Nashville, which happened last week. Six dead. Three kids, three staff members, three nine-year-olds slaughtered by a trans terrorist. It is now whatever it is, 10 days later, they have yet to say their names. They have yet to name the six people, the three, the three nine-year-old children, the two hero cops, no recognition. President's not going to Nashville. They didn't attend the funerals. They didn't invite them to the White House. They don't care. They want this to go away because it doesn't serve their agenda, their trans-centric agenda. The FBI stepped in and squash that manifesto, man. We were about to see it, we cannot see it. The suicide note, cannot see it, cannot hear it. Every time the White House has discussed this atrocity, what have they said? Our hearts go out to the trans community, the community from which the killer came. That's what they care about. Not the kids, not the Christians, not the victims. They care about the trans community. Yesterday she was asked KJP, Again, the single worst press secretary of all time, just the awful, awful person, an awful, awful spokesman, uh, was asked if it was a hate crime. A trans terrorist slaughtered Christian kids. I think we know 
we have an idea what's in that manifesto. We have an idea what's in that suicide note, but we can't see it because it uh, might hurt the cause. She's asked about whether this was a hate crime, someone targeting Christians, targeting Christians at a Christian school, and uh, doesn't want to go there. Go ahead, play this. Um, former Vice President Pence said that if the shooter who killed six people uh, in that Christian school in Tennessee was motivated, motivated by a hatred towards Christians, that the crime should be categorized as a hate crime. I'm wondering what the president thinks of that kind of designation. It's not for us to decide. <laughs> it's not for us to decide. Not says. for us to decide whether it's a hate crime. Huh. That's funny. You know, the, kind of like the other day when uh, uh, he was, she was asked about the case against uh, Donald Trump. He said, oh, we don't comment on open cases when in fact they comment on open cases all the time. I'm going to just say consistency is not a hallmark for this White House. They comment on open cases against January 6th defendants all the time, but they wouldn't comment. Let's go back uh, 10 months, another mass shooting. Uh, a guy shot up a grocery store in Buffalo, an evil monster, a racist. It was, uh, you know, pretty disturbing, the whole thing. Um, this was, I don't know, a day or two after the slaughter. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, she looks a little different there. What you do with her hair? It's a lot she, longer. She uh, was asked about the shooting. Obviously, it was, you know, open case, still investigating, hadn't buried the victims yet. Hadn't tried the, the shooter yet. Let's hear uh, how the White House felt about, uh, you know, commenting about a mass murder just days after it happened 10 months ago. A substance uh, note, um, this, this begins attack in, in Buffalo. Um, the, 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 the shooter's professed ideology echoed in some ways the, the, hate, the hateful rhetoric espoused by the Charlottesville white supremacist protesters almost five years ago that motivated the president to run for this office uh, back then. He's often talked about what more does the president believe he has to do and the country has to do to combat that sort of hate. So let me just say we still need to learn more about the motivation uh, for the shooting as law enforcement do, does their work. Uh, but we don't we don't need anything else to stay to state a clear uh, moral truth, right? Which is a racially motivated hate crime is abhorrent uh, to the very fabric of this nation. Uh, hate must not have a safe harbor. This is something that the president says very often, especially in these uh, horrific incidents uh, that we have seen time and time again. We must do everything in our power to end hate fuel domestic uh, terrorism, and we must reject hatred and extremism ideologies that seek to divide uh, Americans whenever we find it in our society. Uh, it is antithetical to who we are as a country and, feels, and it fuels violence as well. Wow. I guess they do comment on open cases immediately after a mass shooting. I guess they do label things hate crimes if they decide, you know, they're hate crimes. Uh, I'm going to guess everybody, you know, obviously Biden doesn't know, but the people in Washington, they know, they know what the mm. motive was. They know what the manifesto says. They're hoping the thing will blow over and we'll never actually get to hear about it. And if they don't mention the victims, the poor kids, if they don't mention the poor janitor, if they don't mention the two hero cops, people might forget about it. They won't real. they won't learn that the trans terrorist did that because those people were Christians, because they didn't completely uh, accept 
her, him, whatever, him, her, uh, you know, we'll, we'll never know for sure because the FBI is busy burying it, which is what they're good at. But, uh, boy, the white house sure doesn't have a, a consistent, uh, stance on that. All right. We got to move. Let's get, I want to get to, uh, Don Lemon's in trouble. Don Lemon's in trouble. He's going to survive, of course. And we know why, but, uh, interesting revelations about how uh, Don acts around the office. And we got to get to that presidential contender. Someone is going to challenge Joe Biden from the left, a Democrat. And I'm all in, as I always say, you know, got to love those Kennedys. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down shade concrete. They got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. All right, let's let's do uh, let's do my favorite story of the day, Don uh, Don Lemon. This was in Variety, a big piece about what a jerk Don Lemon is. They uh, got a summary of it at uh, page six in the New York Post, which is bad news for Don. Everyone reads the New York Post, page six in the entertainment, in the TV business. Everyone in New York and L.A. and they're all everyone's going to realize what a jerk he is behind the scenes. Uh, from uh, the New York Post, it turns out Don Lemon's recent sexist remarks weren't out of character for the CNN anchor. According to a bombshell report by Variety, Lemon has a long history of workplace misogyny and was constantly engaged in diva-like behavior. The 57-year-old, wow, I give him credit. He looks good for 57. He takes good uh, care of himself. 57. too. Uh, the 57-year-old once called a female producer fat to her face and was pulled off the air in 2008 due to his provocative antics while co-anchoring with Kira Phillips. Now, Kira Phillips, longtime TV reporter, anchor, wife of John Roberts from Fox, Don hates her. <laughs> Sources allege uh, that Lemon even sent Phillips threatening text messages after she was given a highly coveted assignment over him. Now, let me tell you what he did. And you tell me if a, I don't know, straight white guy or a straight black guy could have survived this. He texts, she gets the assignment to go to Iraq. He's mad. He wanted to go to Iraq. He texts her, quote, now you've crossed the line and you're going to pay. Said a text message that was anonymous to Kira Phillips. The company looked into it and traced it back to Don Lemon. Don says the incident never occurred, that he was never notified of any investigation. Um, the, the spokesperson for Lemon said he didn't send those messages, but uh, investigation uh, concluded that he did. He was taken off the air, and he split up with uh, Kira Phillips. He also attacked Nancy Grace, another uh, pretty prominent woman, 
woman. Uh, other staffers agreed claiming uh, Lemon was a shameless name dropper who constantly showed up late and would bend any rule to suit his needs. He became involved with a 22-year-old junior staffer when he was 41. I mean, did I just not read like six fireable offenses? At least. He attacked Soledad O'Brien, who's a crazy left-winger, race-hustling left-winger, because she was chosen to host Black in America docuseries over him. He said she wasn't really black. (laughs) She's, I don't know what she is. She must not have voted for Biden then. She's, she's part, she's part black and she's race obsessed. If you follow her, how many, I mean, right there. And then isn't there like 16 different fireable offenses? I don't know. And still, and plus his ratings have sucked in every day part, but he survives, man. It pays to be a, a box checker. All right. Good luck to Don. I don't want him to get fired. I watch him, you know, off and on in the mornings just for a laugh. He's so bad. He's just so He's, he's, he can tell he doesn't like his co-hosts. You can tell he's only concerned with how he looks. He's, he's very stylish and he's always concerned about what angle the camera's at. He's just such a narcissist, but he's, uh, he entertains me. Keep him around. All right, let's get to uh, my choice for the Democrat nomination. As we know, Joe Biden is going to announce soon that he's running, which I'm all in for. Man, that's going to be wild. Watching him for the next two years campaign and then I don't know, be president till he's 86. Yeah. Talk about, uh, he's not, he's not making it to 86. So let's be real. No, he's barely making it to 81. Uh, but he's going to announce and they can't stop him. They don't, you know, Democrats, Republicans are all in, bring it on. He's a terrible president, terrible candidate. He can't even get rid of his vice president who is just the worst, but that's what they're stuck with. And, but we do have a challenge and I, I don't know if it's from the left in some ways it is, but Robert Kennedy Jr. Very interesting candidate. Now, will Kennedy, will Robert Kennedy beat him? No, but if he's on the stump, he's, he's, he's uh, making appearances. He's in debates, which will be weird because Robert Kennedy's voice is shot and Joe Biden's brain is shot. So it'll be an interesting dynamic Kennedy has a vocal cord problem. He struggles to speak, but he's got guts. I'll give him that. I probably agree with him on nothing, but he was one of the first he's a vaccine skeptic from way back, but he was one of the first to point out what a fraud, what a monster uh, Fauci is. He wrote a whole book, I believe called the real Anthony Fauci, which obviously was banned. You know, the mainstream media pretended it didn't exist. Bookstores wouldn't sell it. It's fascinating. It's going to be fascinating. Watch the media try to stop a Kennedy. This is Robert Kennedy Jr. The, the media adored his family. They adored his, his father way back when. Now, media, most of the media is too young to know anything about Robert Kennedy Sr. or JFK, for that matter. But they don't care. They were kissing Ted Kennedy's fat ass for years. They love Kennedys. Now they have a Kennedy who's challenging Joe Biden. Will they... Will they ignore him? Uh, if his name weren't Kennedy, you bet they would. They, you bet they would. But it's going to be difficult to completely ignore a Kennedy in this race. And I think he's running, say what you will about him, for the right reasons. You know, he is an activist. He is, uh, you know, he's, he calls out corruption. They ignore, you know, he, he's, he's obviously, he was right about uh, COVID. He was right about big pharma. 
So he's going to draw an audience. If he can, if his voice holds up, it will be interesting. And obviously Joe Biden will not want to debate him. He doesn't want to debate anybody. He's incapable of uh, debating anybody. Uh, and he certainly hit out for, uh, for most of the campaign in 2020, but he can't hide, hide out this time. Do we have any sound from uh, Joe, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.? Because it is, it's kind of sad. He struggles to speak. It's a physical condition. He's, you know, he's, he's doing his best, but it's, it takes a voice, a strong voice to campaign for president. And I'm not sure it's going to hold up, but it will be interesting. And the, the dynamic with the media will be fascinating because they don't want to do anything to hurt their guy, Joe Biden, but they don't, they, they like Kennedy's and they, they don't want to disrespect him either. So he'll get some coverage more than most, you know, more than Marianne Williamson, but uh, it's, it's going to be limited, but let's, uh, let's, is this uh, him talking about running for president? Yep. Go ahead. I'm thinking about it. Um, as always. I, you know, I'm past the biggest hurdle, which is that my wife has green-lighted it. And In a one-on-one interview, Kennedy told us he would not be deterred if President Joe Biden seeks a second term and that he'd run on progressive campaign issues. On the, the, the rigging of the system, the war against America's middle class. But one issue puts Kennedy out of step with the Democratic Party. For years, he's been a leader in the vaccine resistance movement. And all of these injuries that I speak about to children, there is no bigger issue for our country than that. What would you say to someone who is skeptical about you based on your vaccine activism, that they disagree with you, they might agree with you on everything else, but they disagree with how you've handled yourself there? Show me where I got it wrong. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, whatever, six months ago or a year ago, it would seem always crazy and more than than a year or two ago crazy anti-vaxxer, but hasn't he been right, proven right about the COVID? Hasn't he been proven right about Anthony Fauci? So you're going to go to debate stage. Joe Biden's going to say, Anthony Fauci's a hero, a great public servant. And Robert Kennedy's going to go, hold on. Let's talk about Anthony Fauci. That's a big issue. That's not some fringe issue. And he is right. And Biden is wrong. And I think people, more people every day are realizing it. So I don't know if he'll even get to the debate stage. Biden's obviously going to hide out, but uh, I hope he does. I'll be rooting for him and uh, I'll be fascinated to watch the media try to stop him. All right, we got to go. Iron Head's busy watching the Masters. He's got money. He's got five bucks riding on uh, one Eldrick Tiger Woods. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... Uh, Let's do. I'm 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 in too, man. I'm 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 ready to dive in to fall into my master's trance. I love it. But uh, we should, who's your pick? Pick one guy. I'm picking Homer. You pick someone. We'll uh, make it another five. You against me, Dustin Johnson. Okay, that's a good one, Ironhead. That's a good one. You get the live guy. I'll take the the wholesome PGA guy. <laughs> we'll go head to head. It'll be good. But. That's it for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me.
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.